thing I just yeah yeah for all intents and purposes um, the poem I was writing is done and um, though there may have been edits to it since I'm not sure um, this is Leviathan mm -hmm. yeah yeah which went from I'm not sure if I told you this but went from basically a really <coughs> sort of, well, you saw it, yeah. billowing. <laughs> <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> billowing, billowing um, expression. Um, very, yeah, very mm -hmm. full. Yeah. It was very full and very satisfying to do. Um, and then I went through this process with Jade of uh, heavily distilling it. Um, into now it is a poem okay uh, it is a poem very good and she had a whole like i hope i haven't talked to her about this yet but i feel like her name should be on it like <laughs> ade porter and jada um, because <clears throat> because of how heavily she she didn't write anything, but she uh, edited and phrased the thing mm -hmm. um, in a big way. And yeah, we went through an, this whole process and then at one point um, she She had like had a dream about the moment we were in oh. and about what needed to happen with the poem and then she like had <laughs> the moment while we were editing and I just yeah. sat, <laughs> sat, next, <laughs> sat by while it was happening and her eyes it's rolled cool. back in her head a little bit. That's <laughs> okay. good. And then out of that came like basically what <laughs> you'll end up seeing okay and it's yeah it's very good and cool. very distilled and to a very specific essence um there are parts of it that just got f folded into it kind of spiritually um yeah, that's good sounds like a lot it's a lot more concentrated in it's a, a it's a poem now yeah yeah before it was something else right <laughs> yeah. that's where it was a great start yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah it's really good it's really good and oh, good and it's um, very satisfying and I th and in a lot of ways is a kind of jewel of this whole beauty and the beast thing and that it is like beauty having guided the beast like it is a mm -hmm. 
it is that process like incarnate okay and then the story itself is that but flipped like the beast is what makes beauty and uh-huh. and it's just it's <laughs> kind of a yeah it's, it's somewhat of this from what i can tell yeah it, it's kind of the soul it seems like it might be the soul of the thing um or representative of it mm-hmm. um so it's cool and and it was really, yeah, it was um, satisfying. To yeah. Make, but also unsatisfying <laughs> in, a, in, in, in a way of like, um, like, yeah, I want to also write more. And in the uh, part of making it a good poem involved taking out cutting some parts that just weren't essential to that poem mm-hmm. but are essential to my experience Something, yes right and now i'm like oh this is why you have to make <laughs> you have to keep writing yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah and and, well, good. and that's and yeah i i, I welcome that um because it's more more fuel to develop a writing practice and and uh, yeah so that's very good more more to come yes more to come mm-hmm. excited more for our, our new writing phase right <laughs> right yeah and you Gives you uh, uh, some experience of you know working with an editor, yeah, <clears throat> which is useful for any writer because if to get anywhere you're going to have to deal with an editor, yeah, you know, whether one that's way or you another. or someone else, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think that's the the problem with a lot of the stuff I, I read now online because anybody can put anything up there oh there are just all kind of dribble. there's no gatekeepers which often right. also translates to there's no one editing <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or proofreading right just yeah. proofreading just we'll start with that <laughs> yeah 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 Well, editing, I'm going kind of like cultural level with okay. it. That's fine. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're in such a like uh, free expression, seemingly. Mm-hmm. Like, we're under the guise of free expression if it's within these contexts. Of, right. You know, if it's within this <laughs> range, it's just, we congratulate you and encourage you to be free. Um, and this time of like, yeah, rebelling against patriarchy, um, just trying to express myself. Um, mm-hmm. It makes sense that we're also in this time of like, yeah, just 
you can just post it on your blog and right you can just post it on youtube and, <laughs> and i think that's beautiful um that ability is amazing and i think it yes, should it get it should yeah i think that democratization of um the mediums is very that's good that's right good. that's good um, <coughs> but the lack of an editor um or the seeing, like equating the editor basically with the patriarchy. Right. And, <laughs> and structure. Right. And, so, yeah. and standards yeah. and qualities. These are not bad things. <laughs> right. As if they were, uh, and because, like, the, <laughs> and a common artist error, which I've had that too, of like, has is and has been um that structure that uh criticism even um constructive criticism is like antithetical or antagonistic to creativity right um like cramps on it mm-hmm um, but it's like an essential part of making anything. Um, Pretty much. Uh, yeah. But I think, okay, I can say something a little more personal there, not get too off in the abstract. Um, when it comes to my own resistances towards like editing and editing myself um, mm -hmm. and and just and just lack of knowledge about like how to structure things like um, a part of that has been and i and I imagine this is the case for a lot of people that it's just a lack of understanding of what's actually going on in the editing process. Like, most people encounter the conclusions of an editing process. Right. But they don't encounter the thought process <coughs> that's going on. True. Um, and so when it comes out, it just, and this has been my experience when I like have encountered edits of, on my work mm -hmm. it just comes out as like a conclusion that without knowing the thought process behind it like younger self has at times been like oh i guess i should have known that oh and i'm just a dummy uh, <laughs> i see yeah and and either <clears throat> that's the conclusion conclusion or fuck you right <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or some mix of both. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I imagine that's the case for a lot of people. It's most people don't actually know what's going on in the editing process. No. And so it's this mysterious <laughs> thing that they don't understand that's also kind of a boogeyman because they don't sure. understand it. And it garners this, like... Right, and somebody who wants to... Who... <clears throat> seems to disapprove of what you've done and and wants to 
change it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> right, because because if you don't if you don't understand the process, and all you get is the the result, that is mm-hmm. that is basically the communication mm-hmm. that can happen to like a young mind. It's like, oh, you just don't like what I did and either something's wrong with you or something's wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah but somebody must be wrong yeah yeah that's right that becomes the only conclusion right and so that's something that's kind of (laughs) felt like a really Uh, important like insight recently it is about it (laughs) and and help it's like yeah illuminated some important things in my own life um. Yeah. <laughs> um. <clears throat> and uh, I've lately started uh, doing some editing with my students. Because whereas uh, generally what they write, either in class or as homework, uh, they read aloud in class. And most of the time, I never see the paper. Right. You've mainly just been, classes have been just focused on producing. Yes. Because that's like you all you have time for. Sometimes Pretty much. you don't ever see some of the guys again. Right. I, yeah, we never know. This Each class could easily be the last one. <laughs> it's hard to say. <clears throat> but for this collection I'm trying to do. Uh, I don't know, maybe half a dozen guys have actually done a, a version uh, suitable for editing. Mm. And so cool. I do, you know, markup and uh, real editing. <clears throat> Something past spelling errors and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're getting into content and into yeah, into content and structure and yeah, uh, and so they mostly, you know, I think, understand that uh, I'm I'm on their side. <laughs> I just want the thing to be more <clears throat> effective. Yeah, more uh, stronger somehow and. Uh, that's, that's uh, as you know, useful. Yeah, and I think it, it requires, like imagining in the classroom setting, um, it just requires like more, just way more time and energy yes. to explain why you're doing a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and show your work right as you're doing something which is probably why most people don't at all and teachers don't bother because they're on a track and um, right and and sure there's you know there's there's nuance and discernment about some things you just do and let teacher students or your kids or whoever how to reflect and figure it out and unpack for themselves right um 
and then a you know a sizable class, they have to figure it out for themselves <laughs> because it can take. I mean, you yeah. know, there I could. Yeah. <clears throat> ideally, uh, in in a three-hour class, I would deal with. Maybe I could do a dozen guys, you know, give them 15 minutes each. But that means that for two hours and 45 minutes, the rest of them wouldn't have anything to do, you know? Yeah. They'd just be sitting there while I'm working with that one guy. Uh, and that's, that's not going to fly. I've got to cover more than that, you know? Yeah, and the art but, of teaching. <laughs> yeah. And, and of course, most teachers are not writers, not in a professional, focused, life path kind of way. You know, they're teachers, and especially like in grammar school, they could be teaching half a dozen subjects. <laughs> so, uh, huh. they have a much broader uh, responsibility. Yeah. Make, I'm just uh, thinking like maybe sh maybe all teachers should be writers. Well, like have like some basic ability um, in terms would, of the like processing of thought. Like how right. else are you going to be good at communicating and translating, transmitting information if you don't have your own process of thought really dialed. Right. Or the quality of your own process of thought will be reflected in how well you mm -hmm. transmit it or something. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting idea. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah. a serious writer I guess they often often are teachers, or you know, end up teaching or something. Um, but that's that's not writing. And if writing is really what you want to do, then you know the teaching has to be has to take a back seat at some point. Sure, that may, maybe what they share is just. The <coughs> like a clear means of communication like they're they're both very communicative in some way teachers and writers yeah oh sure mm-hmm um, they both have something to very much to say yes um, with any luck <laughs> yeah, it's not guaranteed. God, yeah. <laughs> God willing. Right. That's the, that's the expression I'm going for you. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> so, what's that first thing there? Uh, the first. You, you want to go to the list, Gus? Um, it's, it was cross-pollination um, oh. with musicians. Right. And specifically 
as it pertains to um, the metal slash rock world and the jazz world. Um, and that's a thing I could okay. go on mm-hmm. if, you, <laughs> if you want. <laughs> uh, you, you first. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go there? Okay. Um, Yeah, okay. So this it was it's a kind of cloud of thought that was born out of watching this um Thelonious Monk the Monk, Monk documentary that I oh. told you about right. recently. Um and learning a little bit about the scene in Chicago in the 20s and how um, essential it is it was and is in the jazz world to play with lots of people Mm -hmm. Um, and in a way the jazz world like when you're a player in the jazz world you're you're kind of more of an individual mm-hmm. um in that like so it seems from the outside it seems like yeah you have to be a really competent player and personality to make make it anywhere in the jazz scene right and be able to hold your own wherever you are um amongst whomever right regardless <laughs> of anybody else around yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and and so that's that's just fascinating itself like the individuality of jazz is very real um it's very much about the individuals and but specifically in terms of like um cross-pollination like that's such a huge part of the journey is like you get your chops in some sense by all the people you play with Mm-hmm. And that's kind of part of how season, what seasons you, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Or that's at least, part, yeah, that, that it's inevitable that you will become, you will cross-pollinate. Right. If you're, if you're just in it long enough. And... So, uh, yeah, I was, I was encountering that, and just like, that's so cool, and then I began to be around um, more of the jazz kids in my peer group. Most of them are a bit younger than me. I think they all came out of the same year. But there's this like wave of really talented musicians in town that are all definitely of the jazz persuasion and playing everybody's playing with everybody mm-hmm. all the fucking time <laughs> and and um 
very attractive. And, and yeah, and so see, seeing that was really interesting to me, and it because it highlight it highlighted like some of the differences. There's like an east and west thing going on. Um, that kind of like bifurcation of the of style. Mm-hmm. between like the jazz world and the rock world right um <laughs> and um cuz yeah so in the in the rock world in the metal world it's much more um it's not as much about, about the individual like um amidst having rock stars and front men like because you have the because there's the band like although members can change like the ideal rock scenario is like the band that is the same members mhm it's this it's tribe um right who function as some kind of unit, more or less. That function as a unit, <coughs> yeah, yeah, and um, generally don't spend much time playing with cross-pollinating. Right. Bands are kind of a, a nuclear family of sorts. Right. Um, and... Um, and it's just really interesting and because that's been my world right that's, that's been my whole <laughs> world and this, that's yes. part of why encountering the, more about the jazz world is so like illuminating it's like well it's an entirely different way of doing music um, <clears throat> and so I'm kind of jumping around here, but see if I can make a coherent whole at some point of all this. Like, like then there's the obvious element of like jazz is about improvisation. Like they use so often they use uh, standards mm-hmm. um, structures that came before yes. <laughs> <laughs> from, from our forefathers <laughs> right. um, which that, that's a whole other conversation but like <laughs> they most mostly will use structures and then within that improvise um, mm. and that's so much so much of jazz it seems like um, and within that Yeah, so they use, they'll use basic structures and within the improvisation it's so much about the individuals present in that session mm-hmm. and how they express their take on that. Right. And every time they play it, it's going to be different. And then in the rock metal world, like, it's more classical in the way of, like, it's about 
way more about how well you can perform the same thing oh. and how well you can reproduce it. Right. Um, and it's kind of industrial in that way. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. How efficiently and how accurately word, yeah. can you reproduce it? And I don't think that's right. a, yeah, I don't think that's a coincidence at all. Like, it is part of that industrial Western mm -hmm. spirit. Um, mm -hmm. Rock, metal, <laughs> of course. Um, literally, yeah. The amplification is like brought to you by the industrial exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, <clears throat> and um, so, is there any <clears throat> I don't know cross pollination or something? Are there do the jazz? Um, there's the jazz world encounter the rock world, say, just in Chico? I mean, I know it doesn't uh, overall, but is there anybody who, who does both? Not really. Like, there's, Chico definitely has probably more of it because of just Chico. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and everyone's playing with everyone in some <laughs> fashion. But the few rock bands, I, I, I don't know of many right now, just because I'm not very hip to the scene, but the rock bands, the metal bands that exist, they don't cross-pollinate. Like mm. occasionally, maybe within the metal scene, oh. that happens. And of course, like session musician, like touring musicians will right. have to go in between. Um, hmm. But the structure of the band is something just much more, is much like. Yeah, it's something that is much more central to the metal world, and and part of why that what that lends itself to is being able to re reproduce a thing so well. Um, having a unit, it's much mm -hmm. more about being an engine, being able to be a, like a reliable, right, and consistent engine of a thing and having the same members or at least the same members for you know a good enough time right um, this really lends itself to that um, and and um, So all this w was reflected, say, in, in uh, your experience with Soren? Um, because you know, how long, how many, how long was Soren a more or less unit? Soren was a band 
from. <laughs> mm. I mean the the beginning of twenty. Well, it was basically the end of twenty twelve to near the end of twenty fourteen. So like two ish years. Okay. Uh, it's that long ago. <laughs> I see. Yeah. Telling me. Time does fly. <laughs> <laughs> so not. I mean. Yeah. The, it's I've, been like. Yeah, it's been. The fuck is that? Eight years. Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> so when is that when you? <laughs> is, was it was 2014 <laughs> or 15? Was that when you um, you guys won the the Cami? That must have been early 2014. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's yeah. That's when we were m most active and right. went, went down south and right. went up north and yeah. Um, yeah, but as far as this, like, this goes, no, there's, I mean, it was an example of we were a band, like, right. we weren't in our off time playing with anyone else, like, right. if we're going to play, we're going to play with each other, because right. um, we're building a, an entity, mm -hmm. whereas jazz musicians, you're more like, building up your own chops as an individual right and clearly that comes into play in the metal world because like you got to be good like <laughs> right. the most yeah skilled players in the world are metal musicians um but you do end up being it is it does kind of end up being more about the band um because not everyone's taking solos mm -hmm. like you're there to Well, in a way, I would, um, maybe one way of saying it, I'm thinking in this moment, it's like that world in general is more in service to the song. Um, and jazz is more in service to like, what? The expression of the individual or something. Mm -hmm. or something like that mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and those create different situations mm -hmm. and uh, and um, yeah so it's been it's it's a really interesting thing for me to chew on and and as a metal musician who, for my whole life, uh, the idea of jamming with lots of different people um, is somewhat foreign. Because it's been a, because I've mm -hmm. been a monogamous in many right. ways. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a much more polyamorous culture yeah, right. <laughs> when it comes to James. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, where there was a time where to make music with anyone, to yeah, to jam with anyone, let alone let alone make music, was like very strange to me. Um, mm. And that's part of the encountering the strangeness of that is part of why this is so kind of significant. 
or it indicates part of why it's so significant. Um, and that is just encountering my own desire for more of that jazz world and seeing that, like, <clears throat> I think, like, spiritually, it would at least help me as a metal musician to have more cross-pollination to have a little more permeable membrane and to have mm -hmm. um, more yeah cross-pollination with other musicians and have that element um, that still like finds its way in terms of like focus to the creator and the band mm -hmm. um, but I'm seeing how like they could really benefit each other and how like in the rock and metal world I think people like bands can get stale and there's such a common thing of them burning out Whereas, like, oh. jazz musicians, I think they kind of, if I'm not mistaken, they, they go until they die. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just go until they drop. And I think there's right. something to that. I think uh -huh. that, like, <laughs> because that's, because it's so much about the individual, like, um, like mm -hmm. it's about your own interests and your own, like, pursuing of that and yeah and how different combinations of individuals give you something completely different yeah which is, which <clears throat> is rejuvenating in a way right so i mean my guess is even the oddest musician jazz musician can probably find uh, a niche or and once you know their style is um, kind of established and well known, then <clears throat> um, anybody who was assembling a group uh, would have a, an idea of what kind of influence this guy would, would bring. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. or, or mm -hmm. this one, you know, this other player. Yeah, he's got that kind of stank, and right. he's got yeah. that, this kind of stank, so I want right. a little bit of that. We'll throw these together and see what happens. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it might be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm engaging that more my life right now and I'm making a song with someone and um you are mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's been a very slow process but it is but that's okay but we're making <laughs> yeah um might be might be pretty cool yeah might, might so far and um and that's that like I've said um, also led to the idea of the jazz nights here oh. and the jam nights uh -huh. and so that's one of the things I'm doing and 
few weeks is having uh, the level one to this bigger jazz night that I laid out one time to you um, of just a jam, inviting mm-hmm. people over, f- mm-hmm. um, no no charge or anything, and just invite people on their instruments and yeah probably and just have a hot mess of a time and <laughs> <laughs> have a great yeah. And, uh, and yeah, I, and that's it. Kind of represents that. Kind of represents the like hippiness in me, um, like combining like that actually is good with discipline. Like they they feed into each other, and mm-hmm. and this looseness of musicality like feeds into this more Shaolin discipline of musicality and like mm-hmm. they feed into each other they aid each other and and um, feed into the long run of making yeah really making a fucking engine that can run burn clean and efficiently and powerfully <laughs> right. and and take you somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. fucking take us somewhere and <laughs> and be a yeah, be a force that can show up city to city to city and just throw the fuck down mm-hmm. and just upon <laughs> people and feel really good about it. So it was part of thinking about how yeah how to make that how that can be sustainable how that could be mm-hmm. and then on the other end so I think maybe last note on this like rock and metal musicians usually um, they write their own music and okay and which is an interesting thing like yeah they write their own music and they come to like a band will come together and then be able to perform that piece over and over and over and over mm-hmm. whereas jazz musicians are playing other people's music most of the time mostly yeah and that's on the other hand what i think jazz musicians could use more of that I see yeah. is um, write your own music mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and then flex those crazy ass skills of yours. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. So I think those, they could learn a lot from each other. The so, two gods. Right. So for the, for, uh, for the jazz world, and, and they... That's a gr- big yeah. sweeping statement too, because I don't know oh, oh, yeah. really shit about <coughs> the jazz world, but <laughs> if I okay. did... Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm just... Uh, yeah. I want yeah, to yeah. know if this is, uh, if this is what it makes any sense to you. So the, the jazz musicians, uh, Although they're playing somebody else's work, playing somebody else's composition, uh, 
they, they are composing themselves on the fly when they get their solo. It's just very ephemeral and once it's over, it's over and they may never play it like that again, but that was a, it was a composition, I mean, you know, that Im improvisation is, it just doesn't have much, unless somebody's recording it, it doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have any real legs. Yeah, okay, so that, you, you, <laughs> see what you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> my, that's cause, just one interpretation of. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, my gut reaction, my 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 immediate reaction is like, that's not a composition. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't argue with that, right? And <clears throat> like, but it makes me think. Okay, so. What is a composition? If that isn't a composition, what is it? Um, like, first, first thought was like, a composition is something that like, well, like writing, it involves a process of editing. Ideally. <laughs> well, I think it has to. I think if yeah. it's going to be considered writing, um, that's <laughs> tricky. Yeah. So if I give if I give uh, the class uh, a prompt and said this, uh, you know, write about something. Or give them a situation and say, "What do you think about this? Write about this." Uh, they just kind of go, yeah. And and it's um, verbal uh, improvisation, <clears throat> and they have. You, it's a it's a kind of composition. It's uh, impulsive and unexamined and probably not all that thoughtful yeah but uh, i still have to call it writing <laughs> of course of course yeah yeah so there's you know and and yeah. some guys think that and a lot of people You're still I engaged think, in writing and the verb and the action right yeah and doing Absolutely. some kind of because uh, i've The, the class, my uh, classes are, are called creative writing. Um, and yet, as I explain it to the students, it's not all, you don't, uh, uh, it's really composition, verbal composition, because I w I'd like their skills to be better uh, in any sort of verbal way, I, I, would, I would hope that their speech would improve, that their, um, it's not just poetry and short stories and, you know, 
fiction or essays, or it, it's also um, notes to yourself and um, resumes and letters and text messages, yeah. anything you that yeah. involves words. Um, Deserve, probably deserves some thought. Yeah. Just maybe not much, but a little. So that just whatever comes off the top, uh, or rather, because whatever just comes off the, off the top could just be drivel. Sometimes it is. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, where, where the editing comes in, but sometimes what comes off the top is all you get to do. Mm -hmm. um, but don't, I don't. I don't think that should get in the way of uh, taking things seriously. Or, yeah, that's enough about that. <laughs> I'm. I'm going to be quiet now. <clears throat> um, you, you're throwing in the towel? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. Yeah, I mean, just to throw the seed for some time for myself, uh, there is a curiosity about what call that mm. you know and seems like composition as a word involves that in, involve entails writing or entails uh, the circle of writing and editing and examination and mm -hmm. um, some, some kind of record mm -hmm. of what to what's been done and and reflection whereas uh -huh. like writing is kind of its own v action that's a part of that process mm-hmm um, something like that and then like a jazz solo um, you could say is writing in the sense of like stream of consciousness um, mm-hmm and there is some forethought that can happen. I think maybe, yeah, more than with words, because you're kind of, it seems like with physical writing, like you can't get too much ahead of where you are. Um, where music, you can. You can kind of set something in motion be with your body and have your mind w w feeling where you want to go uh -huh. and you can set things I imagine you could probably do some a bit, bit of that with writing too I'm not I'm less experienced with that but so there's a little bit maybe more of forethought maybe that can happen within a jazz solo um, but I'm not sure I would call it composition, at least in today's definition. No. <laughs> definition of it. Yeah. So. 
Um, okay. But we can, yeah, we can, I can see that. We can call that. <laughs> right. I mean, for, it, it does make a difference when it's written down. Definitely. For me. Definitely. Then that, that, that does change things. Yeah. Because it's a fixed form. And it can be changed, but right now, this right here is uh, fixed. Yeah. It has its own identity and uh, energy. Yeah, okay, so this is can kind of takes us in a little direction. Just being able to reproduce something. Right. Um, which is clearly the case with... Uh, a value in the rock world, not jazz world. Mm -hmm. uh, like, it's pretty profound. As someone like <laughs> trying to like reproduce something I play, um, or reproduce anything, is like, yeah, it's an achievement. <laughs> that. <laughs> that I guess I say that a little bit in kind of response to like the attitude of like the of someone who like would be glorifying speaking on the glory of jazz of like it never can't be reprodu reproduced just can't be done mm -hmm. and be like yeah when that's beautiful and like significant and that's a true statement but it but also on the other hand like but what can be produced like that's also like profound <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> being able to reproduce something <laughs> and and also like thinking just musically i think there are certain it's a it's its own kind of process to make something that can be reproduced it it becomes musically Mm -hmm. And I think maybe for mm -hmm. everything, to make mm -hmm. something that's reproducible, it becomes like subservient to all sorts of different laws or something, like of biology, of physicality, of like nature, like in order to keep happening, yeah. it's got to work at a lot of different levels. And right. that's part of why it's when it is able to keep happening it's like so mm -hmm. uh, make something like really true mm -hmm. and, and I would guess it, it has to it would also have to be kind of clearly intelligible to others in order for them to be able to They've got to understand it. And sure, clearly enough. Clearly enough to reproduce it. Or at least clear enough to the people who made it. Right. Which presupposes that it's clear enough to at least one person. Right. Which is a... Right. That's an achievement. achievement. <laughs> In itself, yeah. <laughs> which, which makes it way more possible that it'll be... Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah, so musically, like, with a jazz solo, there are portions of a jazz solo where, like, a human, maybe with time, 
but a lot of time um, without that time wouldn't be able to even understand what they're doing mm -hmm. and that's I think part of being able to reproduce something is you have a it's clear to you it's a you have a grasp on it and mm -hmm. I think that's part of the power of it or certainly yeah it's certainly something that I've valued unconsciously it's that that ability to reproduce something and play something well mm -hmm. and have a grasp on it um, and yeah I don't know if I have anything more to say on that <laughs> I think I'm kind of petering petering out um, probably will do a little more um, okay I want to ask you maybe last thing um, um, when did you realize you wanted to marry mom <laughs> Uh, I, I don't, I'm, I would have to think about that a little. <clears throat> you met her on because June 19th, on 90... <laughs> 1990. 1990. Yeah, I guess it was, a, it was on Juneteenth. Right. I don't know if that was on actually on the 19th or the 20th or, you know, it's... Oh, in those it days, day it was like the third Saturday in the month or something oh, okay. like that. Okay. <clears throat> um, uh, although we, I, I can find out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And when I met her, um, it wasn't. Well, let's see. Roy and I were at this uh, um, Juneteenth celebration in North Minneapolis. And I, I had, not badgered, but I, I had persuaded him to uh, show me where this was. Because I, I, I don't know that I had even been to North Minneapolis at that point. Mm. Um, I had been in uh, in Minnesota for five years, but mm. four of them had been in St. Paul. I had lived in St. Paul, and you know most of what I did was in St. Paul. So anyway, I got, uh, Roy and I were just in this big. Seems to me it was a, a like a backyard of a church, something like that. And I saw her, you know, at some distance. I, I think she and Jai had just gotten there. And he, he had been invited to the party? Who? Roy. Uh, it, was, it was a community celebration. It wasn't, and you guys just walked in? We just walked in. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that part. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> um, that's, that's a 
on. Yeah, I mean, it would it would have been like, uh, what was that? Uh, was it Founders Day? Something they used to. There may still be a, an annual parade in Chico. Do you remember? Pioneer Day. Pioneer Day. Yeah. Yeah, they. It was like that. Mm -hmm. They canceled that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and I saw her, you know, some yards away, and I noticed her. She, uh, yeah, and she just, she kept walking toward us. <laughs> like in one straight line? line like, it or, seemed like or, that, yeah. Or she was stopping. At no, she places. didn't. She didn't stop. Oh, she. And it she turned out and and she was she was coming over to say hello because she knew Roy. Ah. Um, and by the time they said hello and he introduced us, <laughs> I knew. I mean, and I mean, if I had a thought, it was oh, so. That's her. <laughs> Here she is, and <laughs> so it wasn't that I decided to marry her then. I just knew this is important. <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. This this is significant, and uh, nothing is going to be the same after this. <laughs> So we chatted a little. I uh, I helped uh, <laughs> I helped put Jai up on a big culvert kind of pipe, and it was just back there for no particular reason. And uh, but he was trying to climb up there; he couldn't. So I, you know, did my bit. Yeah, got to work. Got to work. <laughs> I said, "Okay, this is <laughs> first. Let's get him up on this pipe." Well, and then we'll see how it goes. <laughs> if he doesn't break his neck, maybe I'll make some progress. So she and I were talking. Um, I don't know. At this point, I don't know where Roy was. I guess he was still around. <laughs> I really wasn't paying any attention. Yeah, yeah. Was, did Roy ever even exist? <laughs> yeah, he's gone now. He's done his job. He, he left. You, you forget whether, like, did I actually? <laughs> I don't know. I get here. Um, we talked. You know, she. she um, I think Roy may have said she was she was an artist as part of his introduction. I'm not sure. Um, but she found out I, I was an editor at a, a children's book publisher. She said, oh, that's interesting. I would like to illustrate children's <laughs> books. I'd, I'd like to illustrate books. I said, well, OK. Uh, yeah. she, cool. So I got, I, we exchanged business cards. And probably the next week, because um, this was on a Saturday. <clears throat> um, yeah, my guess is the next week she uh, she called and we made an appointment. She came down to the um, to where I was, and we had a, a formal 
uh, interview in the conference room, and you know she showed me her portfolio, and um, I said, "I'm going to get you some work." <laughs> yeah. um, and I didn't see her for this was in June. I didn't see her again until uh, August, when I, uh, <clears throat> in order to see her again, I, I gave a, I threw a party, at a party so I could invite her, and <laughs> see. Beautiful. Yeah. So we'll see if she shows up. Um, I found out later that. After our interview uh, at work, I had put her, <laughs> I had pinned her card on a cork board that was in front of my work space in, in my office. And she had yeah. uh, done, she had put my card on her night table. <laughs> but I, I didn't find this out till, you know, many months later. Sure. So I invited her to uh, my this, this made-up party. In fact, I was celebrating. This was the pretext. I was celebrating 40 years of reading. <laughs> so you're like, Let's see, good what could I call this? Yeah. So that, so that was that was probably accurate, you know. So um, she showed and. <laughs> <laughs> and she, uh, oh. <clears throat> I was in a, a, it was pretty much a studio. I mean, it was actually one bedroom, but I, I just used the bedroom for storage. Mm. Um, and had my, had made my bed in what should have been the living room because that's where the fireplace was, you know. Mm. So, um, I, you know, a letter. I gave her my favorite mug to for, for her beverage. I don't know what that was, um, but we talked. She sat on my bed, and uh, we, you know, we parted uh, um, affectionately. And uh, but I didn't see her again for I don't know two weeks. Hmm. And we went to uh, a fireworks display on the Mississippi River, right there at Nicollet and the river. Hmm. And but it was really spectacular. So that was like kind of first date then? The, the, her coming to the party. No, the fireworks. The fireworks were the first that date. That was the first yes, date. Yes, that yeah, was the first yeah. date. Um, cool. The, uh, <laughs> And then, I mean, uh, and at the fireworks, you know, I, I, I touched her, put my hand on her back, you know, testing the waters, and uh, that was Saturday, and then Monday was Labor Day, and uh, we went, she and Jai and I went to a picnic uh, of sorts on Harriet Island, mm. and 
that really just sealed the deal. I mean, we were just, we were very comfortable. Yeah. And uh, Jai and I got along. <laughs> uh, we probably cool. went out a, you know, a couple of other times um, after that. Yeah. But two weeks after that weekend, I asked her to marry me. And she said, oh, okay. <laughs> it was, <laughs> but it was just, I, you know, I, I knew, I knew. Yeah. And she did too, apparently. <clears throat> um, yeah. yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's tr yeah, it's true." Right, and but, then, but, but it's like this, like, <laughs> ah. yeah, and I, <clears throat> hassle I don't of the truth. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, um, I can't remember, you know, the exact words, but we were at my place, uh, and we had been talking about something else, you know, and. I, I don't remember the context, but because I said something like, "So, uh, will you marry me?" <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, and she said, uh, "Okay." <laughs> but, but we knew, you know, this was just uh, meant to be. Clearly, uh, yeah, and uh, here you are. <laughs> like within the within the flow of events, it, yeah, it was it had become illuminated. Oh yeah. And at that point, it was like, yeah, kind of a right. And somewhere in there, in in that two week period, Logical. I went by her house. I I was a, a rider then, so I, after work I rode to to her house, and we went. For a walk in Worth Park, mm. and <clears throat> just to show you how goofy I was, okay. we went for the, we went to for this walk, and I was in cleats, which are not made for walking at at all. Road, yes, you bike, right. Oh. So I never change the shoes. Dad? Clapping, or I didn't have any. I mean, I. I had shoes, but I think I could have left them at work because mm. I, you know, that didn't. Uh, I didn't usually stop off after <laughs> oh, <laughs> after I got off. Yeah, you know? it wasn't in part I, of your. I wasn't planning on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if she wants to take a walk, we're taking a walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cleats. Yeah, I don't know how I'm gonna do foot, this. Whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I can't forget that walk because uh, she, uh, you know, I guess has always uh, forged her own path. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we took some shortcuts through the weeds and in the bushes <laughs> and me in these stupid cleats. And anyway, 
so I don't think my proposal was impromptu. I mean, it was something I had been thinking about uh, and had accepted that I was going to do it. Yeah. Um, uh, but I, you know, I had no plan. Yeah. Uh, particularly. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it just seemed uh, seemed like the right the right time and place. <laughs> so yeah. so I did. Yeah. But you, yeah. But you knew. Yeah, I knew. Yeah, it was the. It's probably the the only time that's happened. When I just saw somebody and uh, recognized that this is important here. Yeah. <laughs> Something's going on. Uh, and so I should at least pay attention. <laughs> yeah, bare, bare minimum. <laughs> right, I don't want to miss anything because <laughs> uh, this is likely to have consequences. <laughs> Yeah. Tall consequences too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I asked. Oh. Good. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> and I, I read I I guess I thought you had heard that story, but I don't I don't quite know why. I mean, I've heard lower resolution oh. versions of it, uh -huh. um, but it's definitely been, yeah, the most detail. <laughs> yeah, so thank yeah. you. Yeah. Rod, thanks for asking. It's a damn good story. <laughs> Why? It was, it was good enough for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. I got what I needed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs>